Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And I am your host, Cynthia Hyatt. And I want to first start out by encouraging you to visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And the shows are podcasts, uh, lo- and they are located right on that website. So you can listen to it from your computer. You can download it. But they have we have all the shows there. We also have a lot of different tabs. We have... Um, where you can listen to some um, videos and watch some videos of me speaking on different subjects. I also have some music videos that you can listen to that. And we also have lots of lists of lectures that I give. Um, And if you are needing a keynote speaker, you can look at any of those. And you can also just simply email me and say, hey, would you be able to speak on this particular topic? So I would love to do that for you. So we left off last week about communication. And we kind of entitled it as communicating for... Communicating for Success in Love, Life, and Career. Kind of a boring title, but it encompasses everything that we're talking about. So so if you weren't able to listen to that show, what we really talked about is, I'm going to kind of give you a little overview. The first thing we addressed was the overt and covert methods of communication. And that the overt, which is language, that's verbal, that's me speaking. The covert is everything that supports that. So the covert um, method is that's the delivery system. And the overt is the actual, those are the facts. That's what I'm speaking. And we want to make sure that the overt supports the covert. So this is where we get some incongruence many times, where you might have this experience with someone where you say, you know, I, I really liked what they said, but somehow I have a little suspicion. I'm not sure if it's true or if they really meant it. Um, you know, you might get this, you know, like weird kind of compliment that the words are complimentary, but everything else about the delivery, it was not a compliment. And so this is kind of where we get that crazy making feeling in relationships when we have that incongruency in how we are communicating and what's going on in our internal world manifests in the external world. And so a lot of what we talked about is the importance of really understanding yourself, what's going on inside of you, knowing the difference between thoughts and feelings, um, knowing what it is that you are trying to communicate, taking responsibility for what that is. And so if you can't say anything nice, you might want to say, you know, I need to um, maybe not say anything right now until I get my thoughts together. And so there are gracious ways of really being an adult so that you are not stuffing things or lying or being falsely, you know, um, polite or, or whatever that is. And you can still say how you feel without necessarily saying it in a derogatory or hurtful manner. And so part of it's really pursuing your own identity, your own calling, purpose, the vision that God has for you, 
and really working with God on being aware of my feelings and my thoughts and taking responsibility for what I feel and what I think. And then I need to be willing to express what I feel and think, and I need to have the courage to do it and do it well. And so that really is, in many ways, the job of a grown-up. And we talked a lot about the importance of being an adult and, and why that is so important. So in this last part, I want you to think about here in summary, we kind of talked about what, you know, what we say is who we are. And that just as God talks about out of the man's heart, he speaks, that, that our, our heart is truly revealed by what we say and how we say it. And this is seen in Jesus. He is the, he is the expression of God in the word. And, and that words are used to create something. And whether that be a reality or a feeling, a teaching, a directive, it's for healing, for negotiating, it's for tearing things down as well. It's for destroying things if it needs to be destroyed, like a false truth. And words are used to strengthen intimacy. So this is how humans connect. They share words. And those words many times create actions, which creates even more connectedness. So sometimes we speak with an action. But we can't always rely on an action. We have to be able to use our words. Because words help us to be known and to know someone. So today we're going to talk about the five levels of interpersonal communication. And these levels represent the degrees of willingness that a person chooses in order to communicate or to allow him or her to be known. So I want you to think about, we're going to go five, four, three, two, one. And five is the most basic, most shallow maybe. Um, There's not a lot of depth in it. And we're going to go all the way down to the basement, which is one, level one, which is gut level communication. So these five levels represent, like I said, this degree of willingness that a person is, is willing to go to, and, and, and to be him or herself in order to communicate. Am I going to really share who I am and how deeply am I going to share and who am I going to share it with? And so how do we get out of ourself? We get so trapped in ourselves many times. And so every person is, is in their own type of a prison or a refugee. You know, it's, it's like these ironclad gated doors. They're not locked, but somehow I can't get out. And, and we've learned that because of the fear we've had or the missteps in our relationships through communication, that we kind of stay in. We kind of stay in those, those that that ironclad gated place in our heart. And, and we feel protected within those walls, even though we're kind of voluntary prisoners. And that kind of darkness shields us from a clear view of ourself and what I would look like in broad daylight. What would I look like if I really were just transparent? And I don't mean exposed, like vulnerable, like a three-year-old. What I mean is really being willing to show up as me and let people know me and take the risk that, you know, maybe not everyone will like me, but I need to take that risk. And so the fifth level, this is the least willingness to communicate myself to someone else. This is the least amount of willingness. And so when you have got, when you have level five, this, this level of communication, it's called cliche conversation. This is where it's, 
the weakest responses, the lowest level. It's no communication. You know, um, it, it's no accident that I'm refusing to talk about gut level things. It, you know, there's no sharing of persons at all. Everyone kind of remains safely in this isolation. And and this is where we are really hiding from ourselves oftentimes. Now, I'm not saying that we don't start at the fifth level with strangers. There's nothing wrong with talking about the weather and the last movie that you've seen and whatever that may be. But that's kind of how we start. And then we start to see how deeply that person is willing to go. Where are they willing to go down? So just as we talked about God has revealed himself to us through his word, our world, our words reveal who we are to others. And so this, this least level of willingness, this is how are you? I'm fine. And this is where we find at churches many times it bothers people that people say, hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? Great. And everybody's lives are falling apart. Well, this is supposed to be an opening to deeper communication. We always start pretty much at level five. It's kind of the warm up. And we see whether or not we kind of check the person out. Do I want to go deeper with this person? Can I go deeper with this person? And so this is where you want to understand that level five is an important level to master. But I don't want any of you to have that be the only level you can do. I want you to recognize it for what it's for. It's not for hiding. It's not for just making sure I never get hurt again. It's really an entry. It's an entry level. So if we go to level four, this is what we call narrative conversations. This is, we still have some hiding. It's behind some narratives. It's, we talk about TV shows. This is where gossip occurs. We talk about, you know, what movie we just saw. Um, there's no self-revelatory commentary. So I'm not really sharing anything about myself other than maybe my taste in movies. And I might talk about, you know, oh, yeah, I went there and I went there. And, hey, there's a sale at Macy's or these types of things. And this is a very superficial, it's shallow, and it's very deceptive in terms of intimacy. Because we can have high connectedness. It can feel really good because we can talk, be talking about a movie and we can be laughing with strangers and how much we like the movie. And, or if we're gossiping, that gives a very false sense of intimacy. So you want to understand that if I can only do level four, that's very dysfunctional. That's, that's a negative. That means that I'm kind of a, still a shallow person that I can't go any deeper. Now, I want you to hear I'm, this is not judgment. When I have people that can only do level four and level five communication, it usually tells me that they've been hurt somewhere and it doesn't feel safe anymore to try anything else. And so they stay above those lines. They stay at four and five. They don't want to go any deeper. It's too scary. So it isn't about judgment. It's about information. That's good information. Hmm, I really like this person. How come I can't get the conversation to go any deeper? So instead of judging them and just going, oh, that's just a shallow person. All they want to do is gossip. I might say to myself, you know, something might have happened with them. They may have had a lot of communication failures. They may have come from a family that doesn't know how to communicate, so they never learned how to do gut-level communicating. So I don't necessarily want to judge. I just want to be aware. And so... Four, level four, that's that superficial that also, if it's possible to have deeper, kind of takes us down to that next level. So think of it like an elevator. And that, that can help. It's like, wow, are they going to get off at level four and stay at level four? Because I want to go to level three. 
Am I going to get off with them and stay at level four with them for a while? Are we going back up to level five? Maybe this person doesn't feel safe enough to me, so I don't want to go any deeper, even if they want to go deeper. So these are all ways of really helping you understand, what am I doing here in this conversation with this person? Are we going deeper or are we staying at this level? Does this level feel comfortable? Is this level maybe safer for both of us? So we don't want to step too far out in level four. So join me again as we go into the next segment. We're going to talk about level three and what that looks like. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We are talking about communication and all these different levels of communication. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and join me in the next segment. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm your host, Cynthia Hyatt. So glad that you are joining me. And if you're just joining right now, make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And you can listen to the show in its entirety and the previous show where we really talked about words and communication and intimacy and what communication really is. So we are talking about, right now, levels of communication. We are going to be talking about these five levels of communication, recognizing that it's kind of like being on the fifth floor and do I want to go down to the basement? And so, you know, it's, it's an elevator. And so we, we identified that level five as high superficiality. It's kind of like, how are you? I'm fine, talking about the weather, these types of things. And always remember, this is not about judgment. This is about information. So there are some people, for whatever reason, or because of choice, because I know them, I choose to only stay at level five. And that is not because I'm judging them. It's because that is what's best for me. And so maybe I've tried going lower with them, and it has not been a good experience. Maybe they don't handle deeper communication and connectedness well, and it becomes very hurtful. So there are some people I say, you know, I'm going to stay at level five, We get along really well there. We do well there. I like them. They enjoy me. Let's stay there. So we talked about then level four. This is where we go a little bit deeper. But this is is about um, more about not a whole lot of revelatory commentary. We kind of hide behind cliches. We hide behind gossip. We don't give anything about ourselves. We might talk about movies or our last vacation, but we won't give any real intimate details. And so, again, level four, we're not going to judge that. Sometimes that's just a great place to stay with certain people. You're at a party. You kind of are working the room. You get to enjoy a whole bunch of people, and you get to connect with some people at a level four area, in a level four way. Understanding that level four can be also kind of deceptive, and sometimes it feels a lot more intimate than it is. And that's one of the things about gossip. It can give that real false sense of intimacy. And it can feel like you're really close to that person, but it is still quite superficial because you're not sharing you. You're not sharing about you. You're sharing someone else's intimate issues. So you're not sharing your intimate issues to create intimacy with you. You are sharing another person's intimate issues. And that person isn't there to say whether or not they want that level of intimacy or whether or not they're even able to have it. So it's really important that we recognize 
what gossip means. And and Proverbs uh, twenty six twenty two, I like this version. It says, listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you want junk like that in your belly? <laughs> I just thought that was fascinating. I love the way that's the Message Bible, how it just so poignantly makes a point. So that level four, again, many times is necessary for truly being able to move to the next level. Now, when we look at this, we want to think about this idea that we have when it comes to level three, all right? So level three is more an intellectual endeavor. So there is a level of intimacy there because we're sharing ideas, we're sharing opinions, we're sharing judgments. It's a bit more personal. However, individuals are still censoring and guarding themselves because the information does not have to consist of quote-unquote unique disclosures. The information shared is primarily opinions and judgments. So it can be laced with gossip, and many times we can be at level four gossiping with someone, and it can become level three where we're giving more information, and we're telling our opinions about it, and we're judging it. And so, again, we go to level three, so we're getting this false sense of intimacy when it's really not intimate at all. We're not sharing anything about our own hearts. And so here's, here's what you want to think about level three. I'll tell you my ideas, but I remain very censored. And I might even tell you what you want to hear. So I'll talk about maybe politics even. Lots of times people get into that and what they find out is that, oh my gosh, this is going a lot deeper and we're not ready for this. And feelings start to occur. And people start to get really hurt. They start to get really offended. So talk radio in many ways is, is very level three. And so I'm giving you all kinds of education, all kinds of information. But at the same time, I'm being much more personal as well. So I'm making it a little deeper than level three. So we have a lot of people that stay at level three and think they're having true intimacy. Now, let me tell you how level three becomes level two. If I talk to you about an idea that I have and I start to have my heart involved, even if I'm talking about politics, and I start to say how it affects my family or what my feelings are about it, that I'm really sad about this or I'm worried about our country or I'm worried about what's happening in our culture and our society and how are we going to to create some some peace? How are we going to bring some of this together? How are we going to bring truth and and really support people in truth? And so that becomes a much deeper conversation because now I'm involved. See, I'm talking about what's my passion and what I want to see happen in the world because of how I feel. That's different than debating an idea. That's different than judging a particular culture or a, uh, um, a political party or a political movement. That's different. When I start talking from an I position and not an I position from I'm right, you're wrong, okay, that's still very level three. But I can bring ideas into a deeper, more comprehensive conversation if I'm talking from my gut, from my heart. So level three 
says, I'm kind of willing to take a step out of, you know, when we talked about we were kind of in a prison, solitary confinement. I'm, I'm willing to risk telling you some of my ideas, but I still have some strict censorship. And I'm watching you carefully. I want to test the temperature of the water before I leap in. I want to make sure you're going to accept me with my ideas. So, you know, if you raise an eyebrow or narrow your eyes or yawn, look at your watch, I'm probably going to retreat to safer ground. And those, that's that nonverbal communication that I may get when we are sharing ideas that cause me to not go to a deeper level. And so this is where we want to understand that if we truly want an intimacy, we have to understand how to also broaden our acceptance. And always remember, acceptance does not mean agreement. But I can be interested. I can say, you know, I don't agree with that, but I'm very interested in why that's so passionate for you. Help me understand what that means to you. This is what God says to us. He says, come, let us reason together. He wants to know what's going on in our heart. He wants to know why this, whatever, whatever it is that we're doing, why we think it's a good idea. And so this is part of relationship. When you want deeper relationship with people, you want to be interested in them. Interested without judgment. It doesn't mean I agree. It doesn't mean I disagree. It means I'm interested. That's how we make a safe enough environment to have deeper intimacy, if we so choose. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have one more. We have a half hour left for the show, so make sure you you join me again in the next segment. Make sure you check out this website at CynthiaHyatt.com and certainly join me in the next segment for communication. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and I'm so glad you joined me. And we are talking about communication, and this is success, communication for success in our love lives, in our all-encompassing life, and in our careers. And so we are talking about levels of communication, and we go from level five to level one, which is gut-level communication. And how do we get there? How do we get to level one? And why would we not want to go to level one? Why do we get stuck in these different levels? Why do we choose to stay at different levels? And so we talked about these five levels. And and the first one, the first level, is just that very superficial. um, And it is what we say level five, because I want you to think about the fact that we are going down. It's like level one is like going down to the basement. And that is the deepest form of intimacy. So level five, that's that cliche conversation. Um, This is the least amount of willingness to disclose anything personal. And, you know, and with some people, depending on their level of of, um, health, that may be the safest place to be. But we want to understand if I'm choosing to stay there with everybody, hmm, what's going on with me? Or if there's someone in my life that I would really like to know better, but they can't go any deeper, that's interesting. That's curious. I don't want to judge that. I don't want to say, oh, they're just a shallow person. You know, generally, I I really want you to to hear this truth. Everyone wants gut-level communication. Everyone wants that level of being known and knowing someone. The only time that people resist that is we have two camps. 
We had the camp of traumatized people, hurt people, people that have never taught that, people that were raised in families that didn't know how to teach it because they were raised in families that didn't know how to teach it. So humans, by nature, crave connection because attachment and connection means survival. So the need to be seen and the need to be heard is paramount for mammals and especially for humans in terms of our complexity. So animals crave it because all mammals crave attachment as a survival. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. If you've ever watched animals in the zoo, they love being seen. They love being heard. I have a bird outside my Phoenix office that sits in a tree right against my window, and it is a mirror, and he thinks there's another bird. And so he pecks the window and chirps to the window and fluffs his his feathers to the window all through my sessions. This is a bird. Now, I know he's not necessarily a mammal, quote unquote, but this is how God has made his creation, is to be seen and to be heard. So if you know someone that can't go any deeper than level five or level four, level five is is just, you know, cliches, how are you? Level four is usually gossip, the latest movie, where you went on vacation. And so I don't want you to judge yourself or others if they don't know how or refuse to go deeper. So level four we talked about, and that is kind of like talk radio. That is a little bit deeper. It's ideas and judgments. We still have a lot of guarding, a lot of censoring. And so it's kind of, I'll tell you my ideas, but I remain censored because I want to make sure that you want to hear it. And we kind of use level three as a testing. Like if they're open to my ideas or don't judge my ideas, my ideas, if you don't like my ideas or my opinions, don't hurt as bad is is when I share my feelings and you judge my feelings and don't like my feelings. That hurts a lot worse. So I'm going to start with ideas. I'm going to start with head stuff, knowledge, and I'm going to see if you're safe enough to go any lower. So in that level three, we might start to put out some feelers. And one of the ways we take level three to level two is we make it more personal. We talk about our ideas as to why our idea is important. How do I feel about that idea? What does that idea mean to me? When I judge something, when I say, you know, I don't think that's right. I don't think they should be doing that. Why? Why do I feel that way? See, now I'm talking a little bit more deeply. And so we're going we're gonna to kind of come up on a break, and we're going to start that next segment with, with level two. And level two is feelings. This is now more of a gut-level interaction. And so it might not occur to many of us that once we've revealed our ideas and our judgments, our decisions... There is really much more of our person to share, to share. And there are things that clearly differentiate and individuate me from other people. My feelings, my ideas are unique to me. Now, we may share an idea, but what it means to me is going to be unique to me. And communicating that, that's unique knowledge. Those are my feelings and my emotions. So if you really want to know who I am, I must tell you about my gut. I must talk from my stomach, from my gut, as well as my head. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we really talk about level one, which is true gut level, 
communication. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And always thanking my producer, Jeremy. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. So glad that you're with me. If you're just joining, if you're just tuned in right now, make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and you can listen to the show in its entirety as well as the show I did last week that kind of supports where, what we're talking about today. And so we are talking about communication. And we left off in the last segment talking about level three and moving to level two and how we get to level one, which is gut level communication. And so level two, we we left off saying, you know, if I really want you to know who I am, I must talk to you from my gut. So I I have to talk to you from my gut as well as from my head. But many of us, we start at the head and we move down to our gut because see, my head are judgments and decisions and, and my opinions and so, it, it, you know, I have, it's about what company I work for. It's about space exploration, how I feel about that. It's about, am I a Democrat? Am I a Republican? You know, and, and why those ideas resonate with me. But when I move to two, this is the feelings that, under, un, that lie under my ideas. Why am I a Democrat? Why am I associating with that? Not because of the ideas, but what do those ideas mean to me? Where's the passion? And see, passion, that's our heart and our gut. And so this is where we talk about that all those different frustrations we have and the fears that we have and how I feel about what's going on with these ideas and these judgments and these uh, constructs that are co- going on maybe in our, in our culture or in our family or in my relationship. When I say to um, you know, my spouse, here's the idea I had for us. And I think it's a good idea and it's not happening. And I feel sad. I feel lonely. I feel hurt. I feel disappointed. And so this is where we really get into connecting. And we talked at length about the power of connection and that mammals, especially human, because of their level of complexity, have a need. And I'm not talking about a want. This is a need to be seen to be heard. And you might want to refer to the show, The God Who Sees Me, when we talk about the power of being seen and how important that is for humans to thrive. They have to be seen. And what it means to be seen. Well, so we have the God that sees me. We also have the God that listens, the God who hears me. And so we need to be seen. We need to be heard. Not just listened to, but actually heard. What did I really say? And so these feelings on this level of communication, I have to share if I'm going to tell you who I really am. And if I tell you only the contents of my mind, I'm going to be withholding a great deal about myself, especially in the areas that are uniquely personal and individual and deep, are considered deep with me. And so there may be some judgment that comes. And so this is where most of us feel that others can't tolerate emotional honesty and communication. And that we would, you know, rather, you know, really defend this, defend ourselves and and get into more of a debate as to whether or not, you know, 
we're, we're right or wrong as, as to how we feel. And we should never have to defend a feeling. And so let, let's say there's a judgment. Let's say there's an idea. So let's say I think you're intelligent. Well, what might be some of my emotional reactions that I might share with you about how intelligent I think you are? Maybe I might say I'm jealous or I feel frustrated. Maybe I say, you know, I think you're really intelligent and I'm proud to be your friend. Or I think you're really intelligent and it makes me ill at ease to be with you. Or I think you're really intelligent and I feel inferior. Or I feel compelled to imitate you. Or I feel a desire, like I want to humiliate you just to show you that you're just not perfect. Okay, these are like gut level feelings that we might have about an idea or a judgment we have about a person. Now, whether or not we choose to share any of those has everything to do with how healthy that is, how well I can deliver it. Can I deliver it in a healthy manner? Can I talk about that? Can the other person tolerate that level of honesty? And so it's really important that, that because most of us feel that others will not tolerate dishonesty, we'd rather defend our dishonesty on the grounds that it might hurt others. And having realized that we're kind of phony, you know, we, set, we settle for superficial relationships. And, you know, if you want some, if that resonates with you, you might want to listen to some of the shows on codependency because that's how that happens in families is that I worry so much about hurting the other person and my connection or attachment with them being compromised, that I lie about how I feel. And I feel better about lying about how I feel than I feel bad about lying. And so many times what happens is, you know, this happens with, with mostly deeper relationships that we have, that, that we have more investment in and that are more important to us. And so when we look at this, See, the alternative is staying this way and never being really heard, never also hearing another's heart, and never having that deep connection that even though nothing has changed, everything has changed. And this is the human experience, which is so powerful and so amazing to me. And it happens every day in my office. Someone will come into my office, terrible way they feel things are not going well they feel you know very depressed or they feel very despondent or very hurt very worried scared and as we talk through things and they feel heard by me and they know I'm listening and I care about their situation they walk out of the office and even though nothing in their life has changed in, in that moment not yet nothing has changed everything has changed and that's because they had gut level communication with someone. So let's talk about level one, and this is called peak communication. In all deep and authentic relationships, especially those that, that are married or that are partners, are ba- have to be based on absolute openness and honesty. Now, I'm not talking about brutal honesty. I'm not talking about being honest like little children are. I'm talking about taking responsibility for your own internal world your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own opinions, your own actions, your own aspirations. And that's level one. And at times, gut-level communication, it'll be very difficult. And it's at these precise times that it's most necessary. This is among close friends, between partners and marriage. There will come a time when complete emotional 
and personal communion occurs when we have this gut-level communication. And in our human condition, this can never be a permanent experience. When we get to heaven, that's what heaven will be. But there should be and there will be moments when encounter attains perfect communication. And if you've ever had that moment where you just went, wow, we so connected. And nothing else matters. Our financial situation doesn't matter. What's going on in our lives doesn't matter. All the stress doesn't matter. I feel so connected to this person, so known, so heard, loved, accepted by this person that I, I can handle my life. I can handle the world. And this is why God wants us to have this level of communication. This is why he does that with us. This is what he He says, come let us reason together. I want to make everything better. I want us to be so connected there's no separation between us. So I want you to think about here. These, we're going to talk about rules for gut-level communication. This is really important. So gut-level communication must never imply judgment of another's intentions or motivations. That puts me up to, to level three, which is ideas and judgments. So my feelings do not become their issue, and their feelings do not become my issue. Now, that does not mean I don't care about their feelings. So if my husband is upset with me, I certainly care about that, and I want to be interested in it. And the way that I stay at gut-level communication is to not judge his feeling about me and to be interested and curious and, and wanting to know what that feeling means. How did that happen? I can't tell you how often in any of the couples counseling where I have to keep saying to people, it's not about the facts, it's about the experience. How does this person experience you? Now, if I don't have deep intimacy with people, it can be all about the facts. But if I'm wanting deep intimacy, gut-level intimacy with someone, I have to always be managing the experience they have of me, then we can talk about the facts. And many times what we find is the facts may not be as important. But if I stay arguing about the facts as a way to get to level one, it will never happen. In fact, it will push me up higher to more superficial ways of relating because people will have to defend themselves from that interaction. So number two, rules for gut-level communication. Emotions, feelings are neither right or wrong, moral or immoral. Only actions are judged as right or wrong, moral or immoral, if we're going to judge them at all. Generally, when we're working with high-functioning adults, they judge themselves. Okay, nobody has to tell me I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> I know very well if I'm doing something wrong. What I'm needing is someone to still love me if I'm doing something wrong until I get myself right side up. So you don't want to feel guilty or ashamed about your feelings or the feelings you have about others. And so this is imperative to have true emotional honesty. If I have a negative feeling, if I have an ugly feeling, I need to see that as a really important information for me because I don't want to stay in that feeling. I don't want to harbor that feeling. I want to take responsibility for it and say, why am I feeling that way about this person? That's good information for me. What's going on? I need to figure this out. I'm not going to judge it, and I'm also not going to dive into it and, and just embrace it. I'm going to address that feeling and say, that is not a feeling that I want to have stay in my life. What do I need to do to work through this emotion? So number three, feelings must be integrated with the intellect and the will. Otherwise, we will repress our emotions and lie about them. 
So I have to be able to intellectualize the feeling to a certain degree. It doesn't mean I stop feeling the feeling because I'd rather be up in my head. It means I have to understand what's going on with me. Why is this occurring? Or why does this continue to occur? Or why can I not get over this? And I have to integrate it with my own will so that I still make good judgments even if I'm having a negative feeling. So that I control my mouth even if I'm angry with somebody. Very important. In gut level communication, we always use I statements. When you, I feel. I need or I want. I don't say you should or you never or you always, whatever that is. So we want to make sure that we're really managing this gut level and that we are helping the people around us to feel safe enough to go deeper. This is what makes tremendous amounts of coherence and saliency and deep integrated groups and families, which makes the world a much safer place, which is the very thing that God wants, is that the body of Christ be whole. And he wants everyone to be a part of the body of Christ. So I want you to really think about this idea of gut-level communication. What gets in the way of you doing that, going there? What are the fears? What are the concerns? What's the confusion? What's the resistance? Because it is a wonderful place, but it can be very scary as well. And only the most courageous want to be fully functioning people fully functioning adults. And I believe that's you or you wouldn't be listening to the show. So I encourage you to really listen to the show again, go to the website, listen to the first one. And what we're going to be doing next week is a show on listening. What really does it mean to listen and to be heard? Because that is where it all comes together. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a blessed week. Make sure you check out the website and listen to the shows in its entirety. And if you want a keynote speaker, I love it when I get to do that for you all. So make sure you um, contact me through the website and let me know what your needs may be. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.